TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You're listening to Living Better in San Diego. I'm Vicki Pepper. Just over a year ago, Rancho Coastal Humane Society started a building project to provide their facility with a new medical center, learning center, pet food bank, and canine and training offices. On the line to tell us more is John Van Zani, Public Relations Director for Rancho Coastal Humane Society. Thank you for joining me. Vicki, thank you for the opportunity. You know, we're all always happy to brag about our animals. And I understand that there's actually a special guest also on the line with us. Can you tell us about Cashew? <laughs> Cashew. Mm-hmm. We've had her three months. She was a rescue, obviously. When we got her, she was just really afraid of everything. But at the adoption event, she allowed me to come and pet her. And her foster care provider said, I can't believe she's letting you pet her. <laughs> and apparently she had uh, kind of a fear of a large man. I'm six feet two. And so here I am, I go in, I start petting her, and she just looked at me and let me do it. And so we brought her home, and now here she is as a guest. (laughs) It was meant to be. Yes, yeah. Well, tell us about the services that Rancho Coastal Humane Society provides. Well, when the shelter opened in 1960, the two original programs were pet adoption, which included rescue, people going out and finding stray pets. Again, back then, there were pets and there weren't necessarily places to take them. So the pets, taking them in, seeing to their medical needs. And of course, back then, that also meant foxes and seals and other wildlife that was not part of Encinitas. Uh, Because Encinitas grew up around us. We were there before there was really much of a town other than down along Pacific Coast Highway. So if you're going to do pet adoptions, the other part you have to do is humane education. Teach people how to care for the pets that they're taking home. So those were our two original programs, and they remain the cornerstones of Rancho Coastal Humane Society. Several years later, in the late 1990s, the shelter determined that there was a need for someone to care for the pets of mostly domestic violence victims. With domestic violence victims, they know that if they leave to rescue themselves and their children and they can't take the pet along, chances are the pet is going to become the new victim, the new target for the abuser. And so they stay and they take the abuse themselves rather than to leave their pet. And while a lot of the domestic violence victims are able to take the shelters are able to take the victim and their children, they're just not equipped to handle animals. And we get that a lot where people go, well, they should take in the animal. 
but there's a lot of people in there, and they're just not equipped for it. So we started the Animal Safe House program, and with Animal Safe House, we still deal mostly with domestic violence victims, but when we can take that one thing off their plate, they know that they can bring their pet to us, we will provide care for it, we will tend to any medical needs, and once they know their pet is being taken care of, they can escape and save themselves and their animals. Since then, we've expanded. We work with active-duty military, veterans, seniors. One of my favorite stories from a few years ago, a lady pulled up in a cab, and she had made arrangements. She was going to go into the hospital for a week, and she had no place for her cat, and she had no relatives on the West Coast. So as she dropped off her cat and the cab was pulling away, she was leaning out the window yelling, Bye! Mommy loves you! I'll see you in a week! And she went uh, really just across the uh, 5 freeway, had medical treatment, and a week later she came back and picked up her cat. If it hadn't been for the Animal Safe House program, she would have had no choice but to give up her best friend. So Animal Safe House program came along. After that, we started pet therapy, pet-assisted therapy. That's a program that began when a lady who was a friend of the shelter went into an assisted living extended care facility just a few blocks away. She was telling some of our staff members just how much she missed animals, just hated not being around animals. So they got permission to take their dogs over to visit her. One-time deal. They got over there with their dogs, and everybody in that facility was so happy to have the animals. People came pouring out, and not just the people living there, but the staff, too. They got back, and a week later, they got a call that said, can you do that again? And that was the beginning of our pet-assisted therapy program, which we still visit that facility, the original facility, But we go to schools, we go to libraries. It's always interesting to go into a college campus with the animals a week before finals. People are stressed out, they're studying, they're keeping long hours, and they go, what are these animals doing here? Well, they're here for you to pet. Why? (laughs) Because you're stressed. So I can just pet it? Yes, pet it. And You'll see them lay down their books and start petting the animals, and you just see the stress melt off their faces. They start to relax, the healing power of fur. One of our more recent programs, the Community Pet Food Bank, and this kind of began because we had people that would just pull up. Maybe they were homeless. Maybe they were living in their car. Maybe they were seniors on a fixed income, a family temporarily struggling financially. And they would pull in and they'd say, you know, we're keeping it together. We've got a roof over our heads. We're both working, but we just don't have money for food and we can't give up the pet. So we started just a little bit here and a little bit there. The more research we did, the more we discovered that there was a huge need for a pet food bank. And so the the first day, our opening day, we were very proud of ourselves. We had a dozen volunteers. We had three staff members, 15 of us sitting there waiting for this flood of people to come in. And we had three show up. But the three that showed up were one was a senior, one was a family working poor, and the other one was a veteran living on the street. We 
saw to their needs. They told others, they told others, and now we serve about 20,000 pet meals every month. Those are our main programs, and, and of course, we're always reaching out for something else. Somebody will come to us and say, hey, I need this, or do you provide a program for that? So if uh, one of the listeners has a need and it doesn't follow directly into one of the categories I just mentioned, call us, talk to us, tell us how we can help. I'm speaking with John Van Zenny, Public Relations Director for Rancho Coastal Humane Society. Tell us about this building project that you started late last year. What amenities are you hoping to add to your current facilities? A lot of people, particularly in the Encinitas area, since 1960, they referred to Rancho Coastal Humane Society as the Little Yellow House. When they bought five acres of land, there was a little yellow house on it, you know, easy to spot. Even though in 1960, the only way to get there was dirt roads. The main route was a dirt road that came up from Moonlight Beach, or there was another dirt road that went along the west side of the shelter. That dirt road is still there, but now it's paved, and we call it Interstate 5. (laughs) And so, you know, people think that there wasn't Interstate 5 when you opened. No, Pacific Coast Highway was the main route. But here we are now. We still, our main building is a little yellow house, which uh, one of our original volunteers told me that house was old in 1960. But I remember when uh, I moved here 35 years ago, people used to give directions from Rancho Coastal Humane Society. It's like, uh, you're going to Solana Beach, you're going to Cardiff, you're going to Lucadia. Well, how do I get there? Well, you know where uh, Rancho Coastal is in the little yellow house, and people gave directions based on that landmark. But we went from being the little yellow house surrounded by wildlife and cows into a shelter that is surrounded by a town. Encinitas grew up around us. We went from pastures and fields into hospitals and schools and houses and churches all within just a couple blocks. So throughout the years, we've expanded onto the little house. We've built a few extra rooms. We've built a couple extra buildings and a couple of barns there. But now it is time for us to continue to grow so we can catch up and keep meeting the needs of the people and the pets in our area. So, Vicki, just as an example, our medical center, which has had a couple different transformations. At one point, part of it was the laundry room, and part of it was the pet food bank. And now with the number of pets that we're dealing with medically, we have 500 square feet. So there's an exam room, there's a treatment room, and there's a little surgery room. And that's fine, but so, for example, we get in a litter of puppies or a litter of kittens, and they need to be spayed or neutered before they can be adopted. That's a law in San Diego County. A pet must be spayed or neutered before it can leave a shelter. But here you are doing the spay or neuter, and there's no place to put them. So they're going into crates. It's all very safe. Everybody's taken care of. But you spay a kitten, you put it in a crate. You spay the next kitten, you put it in a crate and set it on top of the first one. So we're going from, with the construction project, a 500-square-foot medical center into a 5,000-square-foot medical center. Some of the surgeries that now we have to send out because we just don't have the space or the availability, 
or the equipment to do it. Those are things that we'll be saving money on with the new facility because we will have the space to do it ourselves. A pet that has a surgery, whether it's a spay or a neuter or dental cleaning or something with their foot or leg or something internal that they need, instead of going into a crate, they will go into their own enclosure. And of course, we always monitor, but if they're in an enclosure with an open front that you can keep an eye on them better. So uh, that's really one of the big things with this is our new medical center. And not just for us, but in San Diego County, there's about a dozen shelters and about 200 registered rescues. People are always surprised, like, well, I've heard of this rescue or that rescue. There's about 200. Some of them have relationships with veterinarians. A lot of them don't, which means they have a litter of puppies or kittens that need to be spayed or neutered, and they're taking them into a veterinarian and paying full price. And you handle a large number of those, the expense starts to rise. One of our goals with our new medical center at Rancho Coastal Humane Society will be for us to provide low-cost spays and neuters for some of our rescue partners. It needs to be done. We're making a difference. We're cutting down on pet overpopulation. We'll never cut it out completely, but we can take that one little bite out of that and make a difference. Also, with vaccinations, with other treatment, the Animal Safe House program that we talked about, in some cases now, if we're all full and we get Animal Safe House program pets that come in, they go into the kennels and the cattery and the rabbit hat, uh, along with the other animals. It doesn't happen, I think, in my 12 years there. I remember once where somebody came in. I just happened to be in there, and it was as close as we could tell the person who was the reason why that pet was there for Animal Safe House to begin with. With the new uh, medical center, there will be facilities there. There will be spaces that will not be accessible to the public to protect those pets that are there through the Animal Safe House program. What phase of the process of building are you in, and how long will it take to complete? We're expecting that the construction project will take 18 to 24 months. Our groundbreaking was December 2022, and we went into it all gung-ho. We did groundbreaking. We had a couple of dogs that were out there for the event who thought it was great fun to dig, <laughs> to dig in the dirt. <laughs> and then it started to rain, so we're ready there to start doing the construction. All of a sudden, it's raining, and so we got put a month behind by that. But something I didn't realize going into this is a lot of the construction is underground. So that's digging up. Uh, we haven't had sewer there. So it's all been septic tank, and uh, the old education center had no running water. It had no restrooms. So a lot of the work that we've been doing has been underground. And as Judy Sanzo, Rancho Coastal Humane Society president, had said, it's hard to do fundraising when all you have to show somebody is a hole in the ground. So we got past that sewer, water, electrical, and then we were able to finally pour some foundations. 
Now, when people are driving by north on 5 and they look to the right and see Rancho Coastal Humane Society, now they are seeing our learning center. And you'll notice I called it learning center. The old building used to be the Humane Education Center. Well, we're expanding on that because we're going to have more room. We'll have more space. One of the most painful things is when someone calls in and says, I have children that love animals. They'd like to come to animal camp. They'd like to attend one of your after-school programs. They'd like to have their birthday party. And we have to tell them no because we're already booked or we're too full or we have all the kids that we can handle. With the new learning center, the space that we'll have will allow us to serve more kids. And also there will be some meeting rooms in there. There will be partitions in there. So somebody decides that they want to come in and uh, rent part of the space to hold a meeting, to hold a training session, we'll be able to do that. But as people are driving by, the big building on the north end of the campus is going to be the new learning center. And I see we have a roof on it now, so that's good news. There's another building right next to that. That's going to be our community food bank. When the community food bank first started out, it was pretty much a lean-to on the side of the building, which worked, and we protected it. But you might as well put up a sign for the mice and say, hey, free food here, guys. The new community food bank will be sound and critter-proof and we'll be able to serve more people because we'll be able to coordinate better. Of course, it doesn't hurt that the volunteer who runs our community pet food bank is Monica Kaiser, who's the retired San Diego police lieutenant. So when Monica organizes, things go smooth. And next to that is another building, and that will be our canine office, our training office. So that when people come in and they have concerns, they have needs, they've adopted a pet for us, that they have a place where they can go and meet with a trainer or a behaviorist and get the information that they need to continue their life with their newly adopted pet, as opposed to maybe somebody coming in and saying, I'm just at the end of my rope. I don't know what to do. I need to return the pet. This center will allow us to better educate, whether it's somebody with a new pet or somebody who's had a pet for several years and... Now it's uh, in a different phase of life, and they need advice on what to do to keep it. And also, this is going to go very fast on the south end of the building, of the property, right next to the military working dog memorial from the freeway. You'll see the big flag. There's a big building going in there, and that's going to be our, our medical center. And once they got the foundation poured, and then they could start framing They went with the framing, and it's going to go fast. So back to your original question, how long is it going to take? When we broke ground a little over a year ago, they said 18 to 24 months. Rain has interfered, but as we begin opening, we hope to open up these buildings and begin using them late summer to early fall. And as that happens, we'll have some open houses and invite all the listeners to come out and see what we're talking about, see what it is that they're supporting, whether it's through adoption or donation. But we want you to see what we're doing. And I think a shelter has to do that. We appreciate people's donations, 
but also I firmly believe that if you see a problem, it's not enough just to throw money at it because there's a lot of nonprofits that aren't doing what they're telling you they're doing. So I think people need to come out. They need to see what we're doing. They need to meet the staff, meet the volunteers, talk to us, ask us why we're there and why we're supporting Rancho Coastal Humane Society with our lives and the things that we can do to help the people and the pets. I'm speaking with John Van Zani, Public Relations Director for Rancho Coastal Humane Society. You talked earlier about your low-cost spay-neuter programs. Can you tell us why it's so important that we spay and neuter our pets? Our plan is that once we get the new medical center open, that we'll be able to reach out to rescues. Uh, This won't necessarily be for private individuals, but for all of the rescues that we work with, that they'll be able to bring out pets so that they can be spayed or neutered before they're adopted and go into their new homes. We get to people that come in, and uh, we've seen this with the Community Pet Food Bank. Somebody comes in and they need puppy food or they need kitten food. And a few months later, they come back and they need puppy food or kitten food. Oh, did you get a new dog? Did you get a new cat? No, this one got pregnant again. She's had five litters now. And it's like, well, if you spay or neuter once, that's it. That's the end of the problem. A spayed dog or cat or rabbit isn't going to have any more babies. So as a shelter that rescues pets, the first thing we see are the people that are buying from the breeders. One of my friends, his wife breeds Rottweilers, he said, you hate all of us breeders. I said, no, I hate irresponsible breeders. A responsible breeder who's concerned about carrying on the bloodline and protecting their pets And with him, his wife personally delivers every pet. And if she gets there and it's not what the people told her, she turns around and gets in the car and comes back. I got no problem with the responsible breeder. The puppy mills, the ones that we see on TV, are the ones that are just breeding as many as they can, not necessarily healthy, maybe the same same bloodline mixed over and over, genetic problems, and when they go to their new homes, they're not spayed or neutered, which means they're getting out there and they're making more puppies and they're making more kittens. So then you have somebody that goes home, they take their dog home, they have a litter, all of a sudden they've got six or eight or ten puppies. So what are they going to do with it? Those The, the backyard breeders, those are the ones that uh, you may find them online, You may see them selling puppies out of the trunk of their car at Walmart or some other shopping center. But that's a problem that just keeps on and on and on because there's nothing to stop it. Where if a pet is spayed or neutered, the problem is over. And also, Vicki, we might mention that a pet that is spayed or neutered tends to live longer. They don't have the stress of it, particularly like with female dogs and cats. The medical issues that they can have if they are not spayed, there's medical issues that they would not have if they had been spayed. And I remember when I first started working with animals almost a quarter century ago now, that the people would adopt a puppy or a kitten, and we would go, okay, now remember, bring it back in six months, which some people did and some people didn't. Some people decided they wanted to have a letter. Others just plain forgot about it. They weren't negligent. They weren't being disagreeable. They just forgot. Well, then they came to us 
with the litter that their pet had because they hadn't brought it back. And then usually they would say, oh, yeah, let's take care of that right away. But it's a problem that goes on and on and on. And I think people here in Southern California don't necessarily realize how far advanced we are. Because you take a look at other areas of the country, other areas of California, and they don't look at their pets the way we do. They're not looking at the importance of vaccinations, spay or neuter, regular medical care, training, not just opening the door and letting them run loose. San Diego, Riverside, San Bernardino County, we've got coyotes everywhere. People used to go, oh, well, there's no coyotes in my neighborhood. And it's like, well, go out to your car at 4.30 in the morning, Mm -hmm. and uh, you'll see them walking up and down your street, looking, hoping you left your cat out. I'm sorry, that's pretty blunt, but that is a fact. And I've seen coyotes crossing University Avenue in North Park in broad daylight, and they're out there looking for food. So we need to control the pet population. Better for them, better for their health. And those pets that we love, we're going to have them longer if we do that. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device, credit, service, ported, 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medellin, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. And how about microchipping? How does that work? You're asking about microchipping, and if you don't mind, I'm going to tell a personal story. Are you okay with that, Vicki? Of course. Two weeks ago, I was involved in a minor automobile accident. I wasn't hurt. My car was hurt. <laughs> My dog was terrified. So I got off the street as soon as I could. When I got out of my car, my terrified dog jumped, leaped, got by me. And within a few seconds, she had taken off and was running up in the hills. Did everything we could to find her. We searched for four hours, but it was dark and we couldn't find her. And she's fast. So eventually just said, we're not going to do anything about it tonight. We came home. But we thought... She's got a collar with a tag on it. We knew the information on the tag was current, the correct telephone number. I think there's an email address on there. We knew she had a microchip so that if she got someplace and she went into a shelter 
or somebody took her into a veterinarian's office, they would be able to scan her microchip and go onto the microchip registry and call us. We knew the information on the microchip was correct. And that's something we see our Intracoastal Humane Society. A pet comes in with a microchip. Either the information, somebody changed their phone number and they never updated the information. Or worse yet, we hear about shelters that go, oh, and uh, your pet is microchipped. And then when you go to pay the adoption fee, they go, oh, and it's this much for the microchip. And it's like, so they ding you with an extra cost on that. Or they say, oh, your pet is microchipped. Now you have to pay to register. Ding. So with a microchip, you need a microchip. It needs to be registered. You need to make sure that the information on there is current. And if you move and any of the information on there changes, make sure you update it. It doesn't cost anything. You go online and do it. In our situation with Cashew, we got home, and about an hour later, all of a sudden, the phone went ding, and she had a tracker. She has an AirTag. It's made by Apple. Barbara's phone picked up the signal from the AirTag, and it showed us where she was. The signal that it had before that was where I had gotten off the freeway. This signal was right where she was. It took us to within a half a block of her. And here it is, dark at 11.30 at night, and she's in an industrial complex hiding behind a bush. She got there, she heard Barbara's voice and was very, very happy to come and jump in Mommy's car. But a a caller with accurate information, a registered microchip with accurate information, or like with Cashew, we just happen to have an air tag. One thing about it is it, uh, it only works with like Apple phones. So on my Android phone, I can't pick up, but it took us to within a half a block of her. And I used to kind of be so-so about trackers. I am so sold. If that hadn't happened, we might never have got her back. And now here she is on Odyssey Radio taking part in an interview. How does it get better than that? (laughs) If someone comes across a lost pet, what should they do? across a lot. A lot of it goes back to those old cartoons where they'd send out the dog catcher with a big net. That made for fun cartoons, but that's not really how it happened. The County Department of Animal Services, our friends at San Diego Humane Society, any other animal enforcement agencies here in Southern California, they're not going to send somebody out to try and chase down a pet. But if you see a pet Chances are it's going to be scared. Some are going to come and run over to you. Some, you open up the car door to get out to see if you can help them, and they run and jump in your car, and they're as happy as they can be. But really, in most cases, they're a little little bit scared, so be cautious. If you can, get the pet contained in an area, your driveway, your garage, your patio, someplace where it's there and it can't get away. Check to see if it has a collar. If it has a collar and the pet will let you near it, see if there's a phone number and you can call the owner. The reason I say contain it is so that San Diego Humane Society, County of San Diego Department of Animal Services, sends someone out and instead of running all over, they can go right where the pet is and give it some water, give it something, talk nice to it, 
and uh, they can come out, maybe scan it for a microchip right there. And if they can get a microchip right there, they know that that is taken care of and it's going to be going home before they ever load it up and, le- and leave your home. But be careful. Okay. And this is one of those stories that I'm compelled to tell that when I was a kid, there was always the, Mommy, I found a dog. Can I keep it? Which sounds nice. But here in San Diego County, if a pet becomes lost or strayed, it legally becomes the property of the county. And we all know people who found a pet and they got it home and they kept it and life went on. They lived happily ever after. But legally, once a pet is lost or strayed, it becomes the property of the county. So I used to joke with one of my friends at Animal Services so that the little boy or girl who said, Mommy, I found a pet. Can we keep it? Technically, if they do that, they're in possession of stolen property, which always gave my friend at Animal Services a good chuckle. It's like, yeah, we're really going to go out and arrest a little six-year-old because they brought a kitten home. But if you find a pet and you're able to, and you can get it to a veterinarian or a shelter, see if they can scan for a microchip, Because as much as you might like to keep that pet, there's a family somewhere that's missing it. So take the precautions, do the legal things, and after that, if you can't find an owner, look into adoption. Maybe God put that pet there with you for a purpose. I've been speaking with John Van Zani, Public Relations Director for Rancho Coastal Humane Society. How can the community support Rancho Coastal Humane Society? As we said earlier, it's not enough to see a problem and throw money at it. We would like people to come and see us. During the construction right now, it can be it can be a little tricky, but we'll have some more opportunities. We want you to see us. We want you to look us up on GuideStar. We want you to look us up on Charity Navigator. Look us up through the Better Business Bureau. We want to make sure that before you send us a donation, that you are confident that we are your animal shelter and we're going to spend your money the way that you want it to. Ways to donate, you can donate online. You can donate either financially or food to our community pet food bank. If something weighs really heavy on your heart and you say, I want to donate to the Humane Education Program, I want to donate to the Pet Assisted Therapy Program, you can make a restricted donation and it only goes to the program that you said. And one other thing, Rancho Coastal Humane Society got its start thanks to the thrift shop. And the thrift shop was already in operation. They were raising money for animal causes, but they decided that they needed one animal organization that they wanted to support. And the ladies who started that thrift shop decided they wanted to support Rancho Coastal Humane Society. One of the ladies who was a volunteer then, most of the ladies were older, but there was one younger lady in her 20s. And she still chuckles about those days when she was the kid. That's Lois. She's been a volunteer at our thrift shop for 64 years. She still goes in every week. Lois knows what we do. She believes in what we do. But those things that maybe you're looking at throwing out, but maybe there's still some use in them, donate them to the thrift shop. 
or go shopping at the thrift shop. This doesn't happen every day, but a few years ago, I bought a sweater there for $6. I got home, it still has a $300 Nordstrom's price tag on it. So uh-huh. I'm not telling you you're going to do that every day, but there are some real deals, some real bargains at Rancho Coastal Humane Society, thrift shopping, Cardiff. And if you have an idea, we had somebody a while back that said, I have this company, it's couriers, we make pickups all over the county. We noticed that you have a donation bin at this Petco store. Would it be okay if my driver stopped there once a week and picked up the stuff in the bin and brought it to your shelter? They gave us an idea we never had, and boy, was it ever a help. So if you have an idea of a way that you would like to help, that you would like to donate, that you would like to volunteer, Spring, we always need more foster care volunteers. We have puppies and kittens coming in. We have pets that maybe they've been through some trauma. They're not necessarily medically in any trouble. They just need some place quiet, a nice home where they can settle in and realize that people aren't bad. Or it could be a pet that is recovering from a surgery and just needs some place to stay. But foster care volunteers, we do the training We provide everything you need, all the materials, all the supplies. Just tell us that you're available and let us show you what you need to do. How can we learn more about Rancho Coastal Humane Society? Rancho Coastal Humane Society, maybe one of the best ways to learn about us is uh, log on to our website, SD, like San Diego, pets, S-D-P-E-T-S dot O-R-G, the O-R-G, because we're a nonprofit organization. But you can look on there. You can see our programs. You can get the information that you need. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. We do a really good job of posting things on there so you can see what we're doing. You can get the updates on the construction See the new pets that are arriving. See the pets that have been adopted. Get the latest information so that when Lizzie Hart, our humane educator, puts on there that we've set the dates for summer camp, you can see it right away. And uh, summer camp fills up fast. All of our education programs fill up fast. So if you're following us on social media or on our website, you'll get that information right away and be able to sign up and roll your kids before things fill up. But thank you. Yes, we appreciate it. Tell us what your needs are. Tell us how you can help and let us find a way to make it work. I've been speaking with John Vanzani, Public Relations Director for Rancho Coastal Humane Society. Anything else you think we should know? Before you support any animal shelter or any animal welfare organization, do a little homework. I always say with benevolence comes responsibility. We had a lady who came in recently and she said, I, I send you a check every month. And bless her heart, senior lady on a fixed income. And our office manager went to look her up and we've never received a donation from her. She said, I want to see those other dogs. Which dogs? Well, the dirty ones, the sick ones that I see on TV. She was talking about those terrible commercials with all the dogs. And the organization that runs those commercials doesn't run shelters. They make a lot of money on those, but they're not running a shelter. And this lady thought that she was supporting Rancho Coastal Humane Society, her local shelter. And instead, her money was going to this other place that doesn't run shelters. And then when we explained to her that that's, you know, that's not us, and she goes, well, 
I wondered why you didn't help those dogs instead of just putting pictures of them on TV. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, great question. No, if a pet comes into us at Rancho Coastal Humane Society and it does have medical problems or behavior problems, we treat it. We're not a sanctuary. We're an adoption agency. Our goal is to find them homes. I always say we try and match the needs of the pet with the desires of the family. And if we can do that, then we're successful, the pet's successful, you're successful. Uh, but please, but before you make a donation, do a little homework. Make sure your money is going where it is that you want it to go. And then investigate that organization and make sure that they are spending your donation as you intended. Well, thank you so much for speaking with us today. Thank you for all that you do to help the furry friends in our community. And I hope this building project is going to be a huge success. Vicki, thanks to you. Thanks to Odyssey for giving us this opportunity. And you let me know when you're ready to come down. You get a tour, but uh, we might mess up your hair. You may need to wear a hard hat. I most certainly will. Thank you, Vicki. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.